Welcome to the Vigor Life Podcast, a source of inspiration, lessons, stories, skill sets, mindsets, and strategies to invigorate and expand all areas of your life. Let's go. Hey, what's going on? Coach Luca here, we're back with the Vigor Life Podcast. Today, we're doing another special edition show with uh, Cody the Boom Boom McBroom. I say that up with a lot more uh, smoothness now. We're at the beginning. I was like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> but we're but we're back with another nutrition edition, and just to talk about you know essentially what the show ends up being is is, is questions that we get asked often, and um, a lot of points that aren't really brought up day to day or you know if you see kind of like look in the mass media the things that's that are thrown around, uh, which are not necessarily the things that really help people change and progress. So you know the the conversations that uh, me and Cody will have here are ones of what we do with coaching clients. Uh, and what are some obstacles and things that we see uh, popping up, you know, in real life, right? When you're working with somebody in real life over a period of time, you know, not detoxes and 21 and 28 day stuff and eight eight week fixes and stuff, but like real sustainable long term change uh, with people that are just done and frustrated with the roller coasters and are ready to, you know, take control of their life and, and change their lifestyle and nutrition. So with that said, uh, you know, first I wanted to. Uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to bring up, Cody, what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up um, limiting factors. I'm going to talk a little about limiting factors, and then we're going to go back and forth on, you know, what are some struggles that people have, and what are some strategies and solutions that you can apply? Um, so I got a couple, you know, I, I like taking notes, but we talked last time, you know, Cody brought up uh, what were what were the top three uh, things that he sees. Um, you, do, you, do you remember what the top three that you said? I Dude, I don't remember off the top I, of my I head. I know, I know, I know. The number one was like not eating too much processed food and not enough, uh, you know, just um, I would say unprocessed whole foods. And so we're gonna kind of skip on that. But where we where we are gonna go? So a couple of limiting factors. Now we we do we go through this this thing where it's like level one, two, or three, right? Where are you in a process of nutrition change? And level one, the, the honest truth is most of us are level one. Like me and you are level one, yeah. right? And and sometimes if uh, let's say, I don't know, we're doing a photo shoot or something like that. We might go to like a level two, you know, or possibly three for, for a little bit of time. Like nobody really lives in level two or, or three most of their life. It's not healthy. But level one limiting factors, meaning these are the things that are stopping you from moving forward and making sustainable change. I'm going to keep saying this word sustainable, right? Like things that you change and that's your new norm. That's your new habit. And, um, some of them here are, are, uh, you know, not meeting basic nutrient needs. So uh, right right here, I'm going to go straight to you. What are some things, um, you know, that, that you see? And when I say basic nutrient needs means uh, macronutrients, protein, you know, uh, quality carbs, as in, you know, um, I would say unprocessed, higher fiber carbs, and uh, also quality fats, as well as micronutrients. So your vitamins, your minerals, your phytonutrients. You know, when you don't get those, obviously, not only is your body composition going to suffer, but your your health can suffer and your performance can definitely suffer. But what are some strategies that you you go about on with the with people to to help them improve that limiting factor? I think the biggest thing is variety. I, I always try to preach variety. I actually did a blog recently about gut health, and that's like how our gut actually thrives by getting new good bacteria, which actually like that's why they call it the second brain, right? It has so much more influence than we think. Um, but but trying to get my clients to shoot for so I'll do challenges right like uh, new ingredient of the week so when you go shopping you have to pick something new something simple like that we're just constantly rotating nutrients I always find that like 
probably the easiest way to get a good variety. And, and a lot of times I do push the protein a lot just because usually we see that as far as macronutrients go. Yeah, pretty low with uh, people. But man, number one reason for me or like go-to for me is, is going to be variety. I think that works okay. best. And what, so here's one thing though, because, um, you know, for someone that's really, I wanted to bring this up because it does make it like for somebody that's really struggling with change, you know, would you go the route of like, hey, maybe let's just get a couple of foods in there uh, that they can consistently do. And maybe the variety is kind of like step number two. Yeah, would, exactly. Would, yeah. In certain cases. Absolutely. Sometimes it's just even one thing. You know what I mean? Yep. Just add one simple thing into your diet. And usually that one thing ends up kind of having a domino effect anyway. And I don't even have to push more because yep. after they see success with it, they want to strive for the next thing. Right. And then it ends up being two the next week, three the next week and so on and so and forth. So, like that's it makes a great point. Right. Because you will notice when we, when we when we're talking, it's always right. Nothing is completely set in stone. It's, you know, some people will be able to take on more stuff. Some people less, and it's and it's funny. As soon as you said that, like variety, you know, one of the strategies here that that is a uh, try one new blank every blank, right? So so think about this. So this could literally be a new habit change for you. Like try one new blank every blank. So an example would be try one new food every week, or you know maybe it's every day. But you get to pick and choose that. That's it's not for us to choose. It's for you to choose because maybe once every two weeks is good, right? Like yeah, you know maybe you're in a place where you've moved along a little further and then it's once every day, right? But it, and it could also be, it doesn't have to be one uh, one food. It could be one ingredient. It could be one flavor. It right. could be a cooking style, right? Right. So I, I think the point here is that like um, there's a lot of bound, like there, there's the, the guardrails are wide out and you get to choose that, but then just stick with that thing. And, and just like Cody said, you know, uh, when you have support groups and like we do here and, and you know, in, in his groups where we're, you know, you have challenges. The people right. are supporting each other and going like, hey, what did you do right. uh, for, for the challenge? Well, right? I, I think that's the biggest thing. Like on top of that, we've done like uh, recipe challenges. So like every month, it can even just be one month or we can do every week if, if people are up for it. But it just gets people in the kitchen and just trying new things and then they share it. And then you see like four other clients in the group try that same recipe out, yep. right? And that just causes people to shop for better ingredients, start learning how to cook more. They end up kind of having to meal prep without be like trying to get somebody to meal prep. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you said, it's so individual, like there is no one answer. And, and you know, some people like, I know I personally, I can eat the same thing a few days in a row without even Absolutely, thinking yeah. twice, yeah. right? But some people need that variety. Some on a daily basis, some on a weekly basis. I mean, I think, you know, big point is we always go, you know, the, the better you know food and explore food and kind of make that fun, is great, you know, so, but, but another point, like, you know, you brought up environments and environment actually is a, a big limiting factor. Uh, so environment can be a lot of different things, right? So if, if you're in, <clears throat> in areas that trigger you or people that trigger you to eat certain foods, um, it could be, you know, like I said, stressful environment, actual specific people, or, you know, at the end of the day, your willpower is juiced out and, you know, you got cookies in the house. Like yeah. that's, setting you up, you know, willpower is gone. You're setting yourself up. So, you know, cleaning out the kitchen creates a bit better environment. Um, and, and this is kind of like where you're going to start seeing us go with this stuff, right? Where it's like this con constant things popping up. And if you change, like, for instance, that, that food challenge that you talked about, right? Really, you're knocking out two birds with one stone, but like not really uh, purposely yeah. doing it. Hey, food challenge. But then you got support. You got a support group. You got a, a, a quality environment and you're trying to change this one habit. Yeah, right? exactly. So, so it's, it's like, how can you, you know, how can you uh, do, create a keystone habit like that? Uh, ne next one that I wanted to talk about is uh, dehydration and, and uh, poor food choices. I'm sorry, poor, uh, poor 
uh, choices of uh, beverages, right? So, okay, so what, what's what's a strategy or two that you go about uh, on that part? So that could be, so first of all, that's not just like not drinking enough water. It could be like too much caffeine or alcohol and things right. like that. So what's, what's uh, a strategy that you've employed with, with clients on that end? I think it, it, it just, it depends on the person, right? I've had people who are at like, the very first level who I'm like, Hey, let's switch to diet Coke. And you see a yeah. huge change. Or yeah. I had one guy that we needed to lower his calories. And I was like, Hey, let's, let's try to remove the the couple glasses of orange juice you have with breakfast. And that simple change cut 400 calories. And then all of a sudden he started losing weight. Right. Um, and then the alcohol factor, that one's always probably the most difficult for that. It really comes down to just trying to set up boundaries that are manageable. Right. If somebody mm -hmm. is casually having a glass of wine every night, cutting it back to every other night can make a huge difference, yep. right? And I think there's a difference between having a glass of wine here and there and getting hammered, drinking a yeah. whole bottle, right? Because yep. um, they have huge different effects. So um, the, my go-to is always having like a water recommendation, right? Like 12 to 16 fluid ounces with every meal is an easy one to go with. Or if you want to do like drink 12 ounces every hour, drink a gallon a day. I think like you said at the beginning, it's kind of like do blank every blank again, because you're yep. trying to figure out what you think would be best to manage with them. Cause I don't want to overload them with too many things. Mm -hmm. Um, I do like the 12 to 16 fluid ounces with every uh, meal. If they can drink a glass before they, uh, eat something, it's going to help digestion. It's going to help metabolism. It's going to help a lot of things, but it ends up getting their fluid intake a lot higher. Usually when you drink a ton of water and you're, you're really hydrated, you kind of just don't go to those sources of, of yeah, sugary beverages. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and it has an energy effect too. So you might not end up drinking as much caffeine. And so here's the, it, this is a great point because I am that example, right? I mean, sh shit, like you guys see me drinking a damn caffeine drink As while I talk, we're doing a podcast. I got like, coffee here too. But but <laughs> I will say this though. So, you know, if it, I'm also in a good example because, uh, you know, last year, so if we looked at 2000, actually two, end of 2015, started 2016, I was drinking probably about 600 to 1000 milligrams of caffeine a day. Easily, uh, you know, I would say a thousand yeah, plus. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can contest some, that. <laughs> some days more, right? I mean, it's just like, and I was such an, on a such a roll that I didn't even notice it necessarily, right? But, I mean, I, but uh, I would definitely have you know work a lot, adrenal fatigue, and I don't, and I didn't drink enough water, yeah, right. So it's like this double edged, triple edged kind of uh, 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 impact in a negative way. So you know, I started, and, and one of the things I talked about in, in previous podcasts too is like improving my sleep a ton. And so now I still drink caffeine, but I went down from that, you know, 600 to 1,000 to now being like a, the 60 to 120 range right. a day, right? So we're looking at, you know, five to 10 times less and my water intake has gone up. Sorry, and how much has your sleep improved because of that? Significantly. Yeah. And, I, and the thing is, I, it's hard for me to tell because I, did, I put a huge focus on it, on the sleep. Right. But I can, I'm pretty sure that a lot of my sleep has improved the yeah. quality of it because of my reduction of caffeine. I was going to say, because I actually... I still drink quite a bit of coffee, but I actually cut out my coffee before 4 p.m. now, which I used to drink it on the gym floor all night, right? Until yeah. I was done here at 7 p.m., 8 p.m. sometimes. I cut it down to 4 p.m. because caffeine has a half-life of like four, five, six hours or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, I think it's even as, as long as seven or eight is the recommendation. Like right. don't drink seven or eight hours before yeah, you sleep. So, like at, so even if you're not buzzing anymore, it's still in your system yep. and it's still going to have that adrenal effect where like you're not going to get as much sleep. I know I've been sleeping a, a lot better since I started doing that and I don't have to rely on melatonin and all that shit I was relying on at the uh -huh. beginning. So that's same, same thing. Like this is, you know, this is pretty much like when I get done with drinking caffeine is like three-ish at the latest um, and I tend to go to sleep, mm -hmm. you know, decently late but better than I used to. But once again, right, uh, it, I wanted to bring this up because you couldn't believe. So from last year, 
from improving my sleep, dropping my caffeine, raising my water levels, right? In, in the grand scheme of things, that wouldn't seem like this huge thing. If you yeah. said it to somebody and you said, hey, like in the next year, change this and your life will change, right? Most people would be like, what? Give me a meal plan or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it did. Like if my testosterone levels have went up, you know, 2x, really, well, yeah, essentially they've, they've doubled um, and they were shit. But and a big part of it was sleep. And we're going to get to that, that factor as well. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But it's important, like, you know, for anybody that's listening to this, I want to bring you back to this point of, um, you know, or getting you away from the all or nothing, right? All or nothing being, uh, you know, I'm on a diet, um, you know, I'm being, I'm being really challenged and and really strict because for people to have a tough time um, with not just knowledge, but like overwhelm structure create is helpful. Yeah. But the problem with it is if once that structure stops, because you're going to fall off, right? It's impossible to stick to a diet a hundred percent. But then when you fall off, you're like, well, now I'm not on a diet. And so I'm going to wait to get on a diet again. But while I'm waiting, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah, everything it's goes, out, it's yeah. whatever. Right. Because once I get back on it, I'm all in. So, yeah. so that's the only way that you kind of like realize it's like I'm all in or all out. And that is a very dangerous place to be. And it's kind of leads to disordered eating. And, and, and um, you know, when you start going like, well, hey, like where I'm at is where I'm at. How can I do a little bit more or a little bit better? Right. Um. So another one here that we got is uh, eating too quickly and and or mindlessly. Huge one, and I, you know, yeah. I wanted to say it's just a it's a thing in the U.S., but it's becoming a, a worldwide, I would say, phenomenon. That's not that's not uh, that's not very helpful. Um, so you got any uh, or, or just say like you know it's great because I I really just I'm like okay what's 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 a couple examples for instance of you going around um, strategizing that with some clients. Right, trying to get them down to kind of that 80% full range at the meal. So yep. Yep. a good one is going back to that water, like drinking enough mm-hmm. water with each meal or right before you eat that meal will kind of help you uh, satiate a little bit before you start eating. Um, I actually personally do this a lot um, just because I'm when I get a meal, man, I'll smash it down. Is uh, I'll take a bite and set my fork down, mm-hmm. right? Because that slows me down and you have to actually stop and, and, and chew your food and process it and actually taste the goodness. I, I remember I was at actually, I think it was Thanksgiving or something just recently and I was going in and my grandma came over and she was like, I want you to chew each bite for 60 seconds. I thought she slapped you. That would have been a better story. She was okay. close to it, man. But <laughs> 60 seconds was a little long for me because I can't let food sit in my mouth for that damn long. But the point was, is I was going really fast. And if you just slow down just by setting your fork down every time you take a bite, just the act of doing that will slow you down quite a bit and just think before you go, right? Um, but my biggest two are probably sitting the fork down and then um, probably the water, but just just telling people to think about being aware. I think just trying to build awareness in any way you can to slow people down because some people don't really, they don't like understand that they're going too fast, right? And I think the biggest problem with overeating is simply because it takes a little bit to realize you're full. Mm-hmm. So we'll go in and then 30 minutes later, we're lethargic and we were like, well, screw it. Like I'll just keep eating or whatever. You know what I mean? I just already overate. So screw it. And then we kind of get into that negative mindset again. And it's, uh, those are really good points. I mean, you know, hunger signals are so important, right? Like, I mean, eating more natural foods helps you be fuller. helps you be more aware of like, obviously, uh, when you're naturally hungry, right. Right. Rather than triggers and stuff like that. But, uh, um, I'll add a couple of that that I like, but you know, Nate Green was the first one that kind of got me onto this, you know, Take a bite, put the fork down. Yeah, right? that's and actually where I got it from yeah, too. And, it's, and at first you'll be like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to get, right? So uh, the other one that, that I, I really like actually works on a couple, two things at once is, you know, take a bite 
And then once you chewed it through, like take a deep breath. Yeah. And you know, and then take another bite. So it's like you're literally working on breathing stuff. Uh one that I think is like very important in this, uh, I would just say in the conversation of this day and age of people being completely, you know, completely connected by devices, but being completely disconnected socially is when you're eating with people is like, and, and I think this is where I, I do well because I come from, you know, from in Slovenia, this is literally how we lived. Right. I mean, I never watched TV when we were eight. Right. Um, you know, still to this day, you know, if I'm sitting down with my family, my brother, like we never uh, have any, t- any, like no phones, no TV, no, you know what I mean? Right. So is to take a bite and then pay attention to the conversation at the table. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like, and, and only after you've paid attention to the conversation, take another bite. And that way you'll eat long. I mean, you'll basically be eating a lot longer. And like you said, satiety kicks in. If, if we eat so fast, those, those signals can never really kick in. And basically like you're over, you know, you're, you're becoming stuffed versus full. Yeah. Right. And those two go in hand, like mind, mindfully eating. Uh, another question, like we actually do a, um, we have a sheet that we, we can send out where, where it goes to, uh, you know, how, how hungry were you before you ate the meal? Right. So, so it makes you go like, man, I was pretty hungry. Like, was it, was there something else that made you hungry? Right. And then how full were you after you ate? Right. Cause remember just stopping, just stopping to think about these things. What's the last time you ate a meal and stopped and asked yourself, uh, you know, am I, am I hungry? Or am I tired or bored Actually, or whatever? There's oh man, what's what's the the whole strategy? Hungry, angry, uh, lonely, or tired, right? So basically, uh, the basically the halt question ends up being, you know, are you are you hungry, or are you angry, lonely, or tired? Um, and there's a big part of uh, I would say we're, we're kind of crossing over into the emotional eating part, right? right? Uh, but a lot of times when we eat, it's because it's one of those four. You know, sometimes it's, yeah, your body actually needs food, but a lot of times it's just like you're angry and that's the trigger, right? Food is a comfort, it's comforting, right? Yeah. Especially foods that we don't necessarily aren't, aren't the best for us. Right. Um, and, and then what ends up happening is you create this food habit, right? I get angry, I eat food. I'm lonely, I eat food because yeah. it's comforting, right? And so that's a great question to ask yourself, you know, and just remember that acronym is HALT, H-A-L-T. Um, and and like I said, just bringing that awareness up and going like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not hungry. Right. I'm, I'm just lonely right and, now. Right? And that's what I was going to say too, is like, I find that people who are actually willing to stop and think about it, write it down, figure something out. Like it, it actually does build awareness and you kind of said, and, and when you go for a snack because you are bored and stuff and then you stop and go, okay, wait, why am I doing this? Let me write down a little note, whatever. You actually end up going like, damn, I don't even need that. And yeah, then you don't exactly. even need it. And I've actually had people take out a notepad and write down shit like that. And it helps tremendously. But a lot of people aren't willing to stop and, and do those things before they eat because they think it's cheesy or weird or whatever. But in, in reality, it helps a lot. And that's, and you know, the point made is that's when coaching comes into play. Exactly. Creating yeah. awareness. But, uh, you know, with that said, actually, that's another great strategy uh, to think about. Is So think about it this way, okay? Uh, whenever you get really hungry, and it, and you don't know what it is, right? Sit with it. So sit with it for five minutes. Set a timer. Literally put the timer on, and just think about like what, like why you're hungry, right? Why you were about to eat, and like be mindful about it. Yeah. And then after the five minutes, make a decision. If you're still hungry and you and you want to eat the food that you were gonna eat, do it. You know what I mean? But yeah, most yeah. of the time, what tends to happen, right? You, like you create that five minutes, put the timer on. It's doing a couple of things. It's it's allowing you to learn to be hungry, which is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, right? right? Uh, and number two, it like it makes you think about why you're about to make the decision. 
And then if you still want to make the decision, do it. But it's almost like when you're about to do something, you know, dumb in yeah. life, yeah. right? How, ma- how many problems would be solved if you were like, all right, I'm going to punch this guy in the face, but I'm going to wait three yeah. minutes, timer on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can right? just stop and think a little bit longer and process what you're about to do. Yep, exactly. I think self-awareness in general, dude, just like not even just nutrition, but Absolutely. in life is so underrated. But now that we're talking, I'm thinking of more and more things. One thing I've actually tried to implement with people, especially when they're starting at at the beginning, mm-hmm. is like we focus on like a lot of people know the PN stuff. Like uh, each meal should have protein in it. Yep. I was along the lines of try to have a vegetable with each meal, but now I'm kind of more along the lines of like three to four cups of veggies a day would be ideal if yep. you can hit it. One cup of fruit, whatever, or servings. Yep. Um, but if you can focus on getting some kind of nutrient dense ingredient in every single sitting of eating, I think it'll help a lot. Cause I think a, a lot of problems with snacking and cravings and stuff is people will eat like, Oh, I'm just going to have one Oreo, right? You yeah. eat an Oreo and it triggers these responses where, where you're hungry now, but you didn't get any fiber, no nutrients, no minerals, no positive macronutrients from these, uh, from that Oreo. And mm-hmm. then you want more, right? So yeah. your body's signaling like, Hey, I need more nutrients. So you keep eating, you get the calories, but you don't get any nutrient. Yeah. Whereas if you were like, okay, I'm having a meal, I'm going to have a little bit of something, but first I got to get my nutrient dense food, whether it's an apple or it's broccoli or it's chicken or salmon or whatever, I think you will be more full. You'll be more satisfied. Your body won't need that craving as much. And you'll see a lot more positive results as far as like staying away from those, those crappy foods. And that's, I mean, you brought up a a point that like, I think the, you know, cravings are, you know, multiple fold, right? They could be uh, social, emotional triggers, you know. Uh, like habits, habits, all types of stuff. But one of them for sure is if, if you're not, if your body's not getting the nutrients it needs, yeah. it's going to keep like creating basically hunger signals so that you get them. Yeah. Now you may be eating a lot of food, but that's not really giving you a lot of nutrients. Right, like a exactly. Twinkie, Twinkie doesn't have, and it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with it. That's why we always go like, hey, get the whole unprocessed foods and, you know, first like fill that up and then have the yeah. Twinkie at the end, have the cookie yeah, yeah. for the last 10, 15%, you know, maybe even 20, whatever. But, um, but most of the time, if you get all the good stuff in, you're, you won't even have the craving as much for yeah. all the stuff that like, oh, it's so hard for me yeah. to, to get away from or it. Or you'll right? actually be able to manage just having yes. one, right? Because that's the hardest yeah, part yep. is just having one. Um, when I was a kid, I lived with my grandma for a while. And I remember she used to always say like, we always had to, like every day, she would be like packing our meals for school and everything. Every day we had to get every color of the rainbow in our meal somehow or in our day somehow. So that alone had me eating so many different varieties as a kid. Obviously when I moved out, that didn't last long because I ended up gaining a bunch of weight when I was younger. But I think that's really important. Just getting a ton of different colors, getting dark greens, getting light greens, getting reds and yellows and purples, whatever you can, because a lot of times that cures that that issue of not having the nutrients in your body, which cause those cravings, right? And come, you know, and... The thing is, for anybody that's listening now, that like we've you know mentioned a bunch of different things, just remember that Pick none one. of this stuff happens all at the same yeah, time. Yeah. Now, or, and if it does, it's accidental, right? It's right. almost like let's focus on the one thing. So the different strategies we brought up, the way that we'd coach uh, somebody here would be, you know, somebody might be able to take on a couple, right? Majority of people would just take on one. Uh, you know, if, if they're a little more advanced, they might be able to take on two or maybe even three, but vast majority of the time, it's one thing. And what will happen is that one thing they start doing accidentally triggers, yeah. you know, accidentally triggers the, the others, right? And we talked about, use, you know, just drinking more water, how right. it's like it can have, you know, apart from hydration, improving yeah. your energy levels, 
you're more full. So but it seems like a simple thing. It seems like right? such and a simple thing. And that was my point with the, uh, when I do like the recipe challenge or, or I did the, like the 10 K challenge one time, everybody had like, we're shooting 10, for 10,000 steps, steps yep. a day. If you, if you need to, you get, just get 70,000 a week. So you can backtrack. Right. Awesome, so these yeah. people ended up moving more and it just, it created all these different habits. Right. And, and it was all, but everybody was like, Oh, it's just part of the challenge. Oh, the recipe challenge. I just got to cook. But then they're meal prepping, eating more protein, getting some vet. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and it just catapults more and more. And then so those challenges. So this is where I think I like, this is where I like challenge. Okay. Cause you know, we talk about like, we have a, we have a transformation challenge that's coming. It's a year long challenge, $12,000 prize. Pause. Right. $12,000 prize. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point of it is, is, you know, it's really building this long-term one year, uh, you know, uh, change right which right. i believe that that is best now it doesn't mean that we don't do shorter term challenges but in a context of what you're doing in groups i think it's it's really good because there's a philosophy of building one brick at a time and then you go like all right we're gonna do a sprint right we're gonna do a challenge on top of this yeah and it's like but the thing is, is there's there's no like losing here right yeah. if out of 28 days you end up doing something for 15 or 16 and at the end you know you take a little bit more out of it and continue to build on those building blocks, like that's great. Right. But if it becomes a philosophy, right? If the philosophy is challenge, right? And like this is what I ha will ha have to maintain and it's all or nothing, then I think it's it's actually a, a bad, something yeah. is being ingrained in a bad way. So it comes down to like the philosophy, right? The perspective of, um, you know, what a person believes will help them change. Yeah. And, and I think that's the shift that, you know, when we, when we discuss this and obviously, you know, being on a podcast talking about it, it's to really get this out and go like, hey, I like I promise if this year you shift your perspective from the yeah. constant challenges and, you know, like I'm either in or out to how can I do a little bit more, a little bit better? How can I be more mindful? How can I take one habit at a time and, and really solidify it before I move on to the next thing? Right. That this year you'll be more successful at the end of the year than you've ever been. Um, and, you know, I, that's such an aha moment, honestly. Uh, that, that for a lot of people that right. I, mean, I know you coach or we coach, you know what I mean? That yeah. like, uh, that, that I do think it's, it's the light bulb that can shift, can shift your perspective for the rest of the year. You know? It's really important too. Cause I think people just have to remember that. Cause there's a lot of people that ignore that and they're like, nah, screw that. Like I'm, I'm going to get shredded or I'm going to get, I'm going to do this in 60 days. Cause, cause I have the willpower, yeah. but willpower takes energy and it doesn't last forever. And they may get there in 30 or 60 years or whatever, but those are also the people that end up coming back to us and being like, fuck, like I fell off. Exactly. Yeah. It was tough and, and I'm ready to make that big change for the long term, a little bit easier, a little bit slower, and then maintain it because, yeah, okay, we got to take twice the time to get that success, but let's keep that success for twice the time as well, right? Instead of just getting to a result and then blowing it off afterwards because you I, can't sustain it. You know, I think the money analogy always helps people out. Like to me, it's the equivalent of like, you know, pushing for 12 weeks, right? to make a hundred grand in 12 weeks. Yeah. And to do it, you like, because the outcome, like the outcome is so important to you that you don't give a shit about what you do to get there. So you're doing all types of weird stuff to get there. I don't know, like you're stealing money, you're doing some weird stuff, you're right. cutting corners and you do, you get to that hundred grand, right? Now, the way you got there, building all these habits where you blow it all, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'm broke again. But you know, in another 12 weeks, I'm gonna, you know, when I blow all the money, I'm gonna go do this again. Where to me, the habit change way is is basically going like, okay, well, in the next 12 weeks, I'm not gonna make 100 grand, but by the end of the year, I'm gonna build a skill set, confidence, competence yeah. to make 150 grand 
for life and then continue to build on top of that. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I'd, I'd hope that you'd consider thinking about that going like, Hmm, I'd rather do the second one, Bob, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, I, you know what I mean? But like, I, it's the same thing with nutrition, man. Like you're, it's that shiny objects in yep. right? Like it, it's tough to do because it takes the patience and you, and you really got to dedicate and commit yourself to it. But it always precedes better success and longer success. It's always yeah. worth it. Absolutely. And so then like when, when we discuss these things, really what a lot we're talking about is, is life skills. Yeah. Right. And, and, uh, I would say, so one of the life skills that is huge, right. Would be planning, prioritizing and organizing, right. Those, those three kind of come into play. And, and, and what I mean by that is, Look, if you don't have, you know, knowing what a pri- your priority is, is key because otherwise everything becomes really, really important, right? And so oh, there's, there's this great, actually, you know, it's funny, like uh, Adam Bornstein actually posted this today in, in a business coaching. Uh, and, but this, but I'm going to relate it to nutrition because I think it really works well. And um, it's, it was like, hey, step one, write down all your, uh, all your business goals, you know, your outcomes, like what do you want to achieve, right? And step number two, like write out all the obstacles that are in the way of that, right? But then, okay, step number, go, go check step number two again and really think about which, which of those are out of your control, right? And then eliminate them. And then look at what you're left with and you'll be a lot less stressed out. Right. And I would have you consider that like, you know, prioritizing things to me when it comes to a lifestyle nutrition change is basically... Okay, write out your goals, you know, be as clear as, as, as day. And I'm going to give you a little strategy for that one that I really love. Like, but, um, you know, after that, write out all the obstacles, like all the stuff that you think is holding you back, you know what I mean, from achieving those things. And then really investigate, you know, investigate number two and like, hey, which ones are, you know, which ones are, are out of your control? And you'll start looking at, at it going like, man, like a lot of those are out of my control. And then you'll be left with the things that are in your control. And then you can go like, which one's the, the most, you know, which one I'm going to prioritize first. And then being able to plan and prepare for that, right. you know, during the week. Like, that's such a humongous life skill in everything. Yeah. Like, in everything. And, you know, I always talk about, you know, like, how my four by six cards and stuff like that, right? Like, you know, it's whether it's notes, whether it's, like, you know, having stuff ready for the day and things like that. Um, man, it, it, it's so helpful, right? Whether, I mean, it's calendars. and but But that was a problem for me for a long time. And I'm still, you know... I would say working on it. Yeah. But think about when we talk about like we don't have enough time or, you know, wow, like, like when we think there's so much to do, we get overwhelmed. Right. So we have to be able to prioritize and go like, ah, you know what, this is not important right now. And that's what I think that this, this behavior change, habit change system really creates is when you go to someone, Hey, you know what? Like, don't worry about that. Like what you're eating for lunch right now. Don't just don't worry about that shit. Don't like, I don't, I don't care. But let's 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 prioritize breakfast. You know, let's prioritize yeah. what you're doing. Let's prioritize getting your hydration up, right? And then that person becomes like, so you're saying that that's all I need to worry about? Absolutely. For the next two three weeks, I don't even yeah. do whatever you're gonna do, right? And it does this. Oh, yeah, God. it all comes down to Jesus. slowing it down, doing one thing at a time. Yep, every Ab- single time. I know. think like someone said something to me the other day that was like. Uh, they called it traffic stress. They were like, you need to stop focusing on traffic stress in your life. And I was like, what do you mean traffic stress? They're like stress that you have no control over. 
And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, you're sitting in traffic. What the hell are you going to do about it? Nothing. And I'm like, okay. And that's the same thing, right? Like, look at the issues you're having. What can you control and what can't you control? Because if you can't control X, Y, Z, then don't worry about that. Worry about the control. And that actually goes back to what you were saying before when we're talking about willpower and, and there's cravings and things in the house that you end up eating and it kind of screws up your diet and then it kind of is like a domino effect and everything. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I'll just talk to people and be like, okay, so can you remove that thing from your house? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just remove it. Instead of trying to like pry yourself yeah, from yeah, eating exactly. it and then yeah. sacrifice it. Cause like you'll probably get through a week, but sooner or later that willpower and they actually did studies like willpower actually takes energy. Like it actually burns fuel to like constantly restrain from something. Um, so instead of restricting yourself, just remove it. And then you don't even think about it or use that energy trying to, trying to focus on willpower. And that's a you know, good point because it brings us back to this. And I think we may have talked about this before, but I think it's important enough to mention again, right? With willpower, like willpower. So think, think about this. The more decisions that you have to make, the harder it is to make that decision. So our brain weighs two pounds, but uses about 25% of glycogen, right? I mean, like that's why if you're low carb in it like crazy, you know, you're like a zombie and you're like, Durr, I don't understand anything. <laughs> like short-term memory is gone, all that type of stuff, right? But, you know, so the... the, the um, the point that I'm trying to make here is that like if, when you're at work throughout the day, like you got to make decisions, you know, maybe decisions at work, maybe decisions for your kids. You got to like all of that's making you think and it's like kind of like wearing you out. So the point, you know, if you get home and you're tired and now you got to make a decision between the salad and the cookie, guess what? The cookies, is, is, you're going to go back to your, your pattern, right? It's the reason why, uh, you know, Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg and, and Bill Gates wear the same stuff every day, right? Yeah. It's like they didn't have, they got up in the morning, didn't have to make a decision about the, what they're going to wear because they need their energy to think for like, you know, things that are the most important. Um, and so with that, you know, I, I wanted actually, I wanted to bring it back just for like some of your personal uh, strategies. I'll share some of mine, like what, you know, what has been, uh, I don't know, just in the last 12 to 18 months for me, like uh, some really positive things that I've started adding to my day uh, that are, I would say, to take away the thinking or that have been uh, little things that I've built in that have really helped me uh, kind of like not just not just change my body composition. Because for me, everything has to be three pronged, right? For when, when we do nutrition coaching, there has to be an improvement in body composition, performance and health. If it's yeah. not all three, then it's, 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 it's not quality. It's yeah. not good coaching, I don't think. Um, but like, what are some of the things that like you do just in your in your personal life that you can say like, hey, I wasn't doing this well. I made these changes, and now it's really helped me out in with food, with with my recovery, with all these different things. Man, the number one goes back to sleep, and I find like my actually my nutrition, my training has been so much better, and I know my health has been better too. Um, simply from sleep, um, I don't end up craving stuff late at night because I'm not staying up all through the night. Like I wake up feeling better. So sleep is is by far my number one. And this is actually going to be funny because coming from someone who's, yeah, I've done a physique competition. I did, I think the last time we were doing this, I was getting ready for a photo shoot. I'm getting ready for another one yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've done the really specialized nutrition, all this stuff. And it's funny thinking about my answers now. So sleep, water, <laughs> I wasn't drinking enough water and I started bumping the water back up and actually uh, reducing my caffeine. Because yeah. I really just drank way too much coffee. Um, and actually, you know what? To, to add a fourth one is um, thinking less about, like, I, I'm big on macros and I think flexible dieting is great, but, but thinking more about micronutrients in the last yeah. probably six months for me has been a game changer. Um, I feel better. I know my digestion's better. I think that had probably contributed to my sleep, my ability to not need so much caffeine, um, my performance, all that. Uh, so that's been big. I've been just really focused on getting a lot of variety, getting a lot of different foods, um, and just eating whole foods throughout the day. Like even in this process of, of getting ready for this photo shoot, it's funny because 
I went to the point where I was like, I could do this in probably like 45, 60 days and just grind it out. Or I can wait like five months until I do the shoot and I can slow it down because I enjoy having a glass of wine at least once or twice a week. So leading up to it, like I would have wine. I'd go out to dinner with my girl and all that stuff. And I'm still getting to that same process, but it's because I'm focusing on these other things. Um, so for me, it's probably more whole foods, hydration and sleep awesome. by far. It, it, some of those crossovers so good as far as uh, like me and you go because sleep has been my number one yeah. health focus of 2016. Uh, and I believe that I've got it down to, you know, seven, eight hours a night, man. I mean, mm -hmm. you got you know me like for the last decade, it's been like three to four. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of out there and insane. And, you know, I, I think this is I mean, I don't know if this quote is on point, but I but I think it's called, you know, it's, it's like I think fatigue makes a coward out of all of us. And with that said, you know, I, I go back to sleep. And I, and I think about a couple of things, you know, I think about how, how sleep has affected, uh, my, uh, like how I treat people. Um, you know, because if you wake up tired in the morning, you're automatically going to be more triggered. Yeah. Your anxiety levels are going to be higher. You know, you start hitting that roller coaster of, of craziness. You know, check emo, the, yeah. Up. So it's like, you're not going to be as tolerant to another person. Right. So that's when you start, you know, arguing faster and then argument triggers, probably some stuff that maybe is going to make you eat some food. And like, I mean, there's so such a, it's such a, a, a cascade of consequences to, to like sleep. Right. And, uh, like clear thinking, you know, can you get up in the morning and be a lot calmer and go like, you know what, I'm going to read, I'm going to do this. I'm going to clearly yeah. think, map out my day, or am I going to get up and I'm already tired. So I'm triggered. I'm anxious. I'm stressed out. And how is that right? going to relate to meal prep and exactly. choosing better food? It food's? does. It, it, yeah. it absolutely. Like it absolutely. And I couldn't even at the beginning and, and like, man, I, I've read, I mean, shit, I can't tell you how many books on hormones and, and, re, and sleeping and stuff, right? To where I started actually getting more sleep and I could get up in the morning and, and visibly say, holy fuck, like this is crazy how different I feel. Yeah. And what was really a, a point that I became aware of was like through these, uh, re, like the, the last, I would say six months to a year has been the most stressful in, in business, I've, you know, Ever, you know, with this building and like all these projects that we got going on, it's been nuts that I've been able to handle it more. And I ask myself, well, have I meditated more? And I'm like, nah, not really. Actually, probably the same. And I'm, I'm a big fan of meditation. Don't, yeah. get me, don't get me wrong. Like, actually, that's one of the. That would have been on my list. Yeah, too. that's absolutely on my list. Uh, absolutely on my list. But I, I would say, you know, eh, that's, you know, in the last two years, I've been pretty consistent, but I haven't like gone up a ton, which I would like to. But sleep. Yeah. And sleep, and, it, and it's like that was like the one thing that shifted so much stuff. I'm I'm able to uh, have more capacity in my day to handle more stress without without losing it. Right, I'm able to um, like train less actually, harden less, and and get better results because yeah. I'm recovering better. Uh, I get more work done in less time. I was in a that yeah, that was gonna be my big aha moment with that because. I think for me, it was like, I'd get done at the gym. I'm like, fuck, I got to get some stuff done. So I'd go and I'd work and I'd be on my laptop all night. And then you get less sleep. The next day, you're way less productive. Mm -hmm. So I think when I stopped and was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to open my laptop. I'm actually going to put my shit away. I'm going to watch Netflix and fall asleep really quick. Just get a lot of sleep. The next day, I was just knocking stuff out way quicker. Yep. Um, and then also, I listened to, I want to say it was Jay's podcast, but he had a he had a sleep guy on there. And it was like, it was a doctor yep, or yep. something. And he was talking about like working with high level athletes, all this stuff. And he, I want to say it was him because I've listened to a few different ones on sleep lately. They were saying that they think sleep is 50 percent or more of like the biggest missing factor for people's uh, fat loss results, muscle gain results, strength, I, I, I all agree. that stuff. I agree. And it's so underrated because you want to like 
this all this hardcore shit now it's like it's like grind through a brother like get in the gym and like I agree you gotta like push the iron but if you don't get that sleep dude you're screwed and and hearing what he was talking about was really eye-opening for me because it just showed how important it is for your hormones like if you want to build muscle have higher testosterone levels um reduce stress hormones like shit you need to get six plus hours a night like non-negotiable and, and so I, you know i'm that perfect example and i know we're veering off a little bit here but this you know but this this matters i think this matters a lot is you know we always believe we're scrapped for time right yeah. And if I look at five years ago, I probably do two to three times more, you know, I'm able to do two to three times more work in the same amount of time. And as you go through this process, the answer is always like, I need more time, but you don't, right? You need more quality recovery and then you need more like capacity. to be, well, I would say capacity to build your capacity, but also be, uh, know what your priorities are, know what, you know, what, know what matters to you, mm -hmm. right? It's that the whole is essentialism. Um, and that's one of the best books when it comes to like, productivity and stuff right minimalism essentialism is a great one the power of less um but it when you could because when you know that and you recover and you're really clear on what you want to do and you can create i would say these uh you know even daily sabbaticals of getting shit done like that's how yeah. you get a ton more done and then you can have the time for recovery and i'm i'm so far from you know being pretending like i'm some guru sitting here telling you about like i'm the best at this but like i I've, I've seen such improvements in my life that that's what i want to talk about i was really shit at this yeah and i i made up for it by absolute grind team no sleep hashtag right, all that right. stuff right um which which I, I definitely don't think is the best way to go it's, it's, it's all i knew back then though and as you learn you go along and you do that but uh you know we spent a lot of time talking about sleep because it's that like it, yeah. it is that important and you know don't, i've done a whole podcast on it and a bunch of people have, and, and, and for me, it was just like my story of how it's helped me. Um, so pay like seriously pay attention to that one, you know, and, uh, and, uh, I'll, I'll link to, I'll link to the, um, to the podcast that I did on sleep, um, on, and J, on Jay's one too, though, cause yeah, that, yeah. that was a quality one. It was really good, really good information. So Jay Farouche's one. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to touch on a couple other things that like hopefully make a point. And, and one is getting the Vitamix. I talked about this before. Yeah. And, and, but really the Vitamix for me was a trigger. It was like, a, it was a habit shift, right? It was like, stop leaving the house in the morning to get breakfast, you know, uh, getting processed, you know, protein cookies and shit, spending dumbass money, you know, get a Vitamix, start putting in a ton of quality ingredients and tastes great. Saves me 30 minutes a day. Uh, you know, uh, it starts my day off with a ritual and those 30 minutes, I now used to be more relaxed and go for a walk in a park, do my meditation, do my well, reading. It saves you money too. Saves Those me protein money. No, it, saves, it literally well. saves me. <laughs> dude, I calculated it it's $6.70 a day. Yeah, yeah, so like, you know, yeah. think about it. So, and, I, and I get that. Sh I, I was getting that 30 days a week. So I'm yeah. saving, you know, think about it, 200 bucks a month on that um, that, that, that I figured out. And that, and, it, and the, but the thing is, is that, that Vitamix, that, that smoothie in the morning, right? And, it, and it's like tons of greens and, and, and I put in protein and all that stuff. But, um, it's like it, a momentum builder. Correct. Though. Yes. Yeah. It's a catalyst, right? It, it shifted the other things that I did. Cause now I would, I was more calm doing the stuff without driving around. Right. Got that in and automatically I'm like, man, I got all these quality nutrients in, in my body right off the bat. My work became better after it. Like my, you know, my lunchtime ritual changed because I wasn't in such a frenzy. Yeah. Right. And, and this, the thing that I'm working on right now, uh, you know, so I either go to a couple places right now. It's like Whistle Stop Ale House. I get an omelet, or I go to Panera and I get a salad. So that's my ritual, and 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 I read, right? So it's it's combining. Uh, it's like stacking, right? For me, I started going like, okay, if I go to this place and get this healthy food, and while I'm waiting for the food, I read. 
Yeah. After I'm done with the food, I read. So it's like an extra 30 minutes of reading. It's my my calm down time. Yeah. It's almost like I'm blocking this out to eat in peace and then read around I, it. I think like it, having a morning ritual like that is probably one of the most important things. Not like to success in general, but like building proper diet and stuff as well. Just because like the same thing is for me. Like I cook at home every morning now, but for me, it's like I got to wake up before I check any e- email, Facebook, text messages or anything like that. I write a gratitude. I read for 10 to 20 minutes, something non-business related. Right now I'm reading about Buddhism. Like yep. it can be a fiction, sci-fi, whatever. And then I meditate for five to 10 minutes really quick. Just breathing it takes me 30 minutes of my morning. But like that alone sets me up for so much more success on all fronts. Then I'm more motivated to eat healthy, go to the gym and train, get work done. I'm more productive. Like I think if anybody can take... I mean, there's a lot of knowledge bombs we're throwing yeah. out here, but I think that is a huge one to take away is just create your own ritual like that that will set you up and give you momentum for your day. And it's, uh, I think Tim Ferriss said that the first 90 minutes, uh, I'd, I'd chop it down and say the first 60 or even like 45, but it's like the first and last, you know, 60 minutes of the day are crucial to like your life. Right. And how many and people wake up and look at their phone right away? And then the first thing they see is like a shitty email or oh, uh, hey, stress listen, or whatever. Right here. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm so like, so, so he was getting me an alarm clock. You know, he's giving me an alarm <laughs> clock so that I can leave the phone outside. Yeah, so you don't have to Yeah, because use that the thing is, alarm. what I've started doing now, because I know, I know myself well, well enough, we go back to self-awareness. So when I get up, right, I'll put my stuff on and just go for a walk right off the bat. Huge. Right. And it's like, leave the phone a lot of times at home. And I say a lot of times because I'm not there yet, leaving it every time. Because right. sometimes I'll listen to podcasts. But a lot of times I do leave it because now it gives me that 35, it's like a 35 minute loop that I walk, right? And it's like without the phone, but it starts my day without going straight to like, oh, like right now I get a lot of oh shit emails. Like, yeah. you know, it's like urgent roof, yeah. asbestos, $30,000, like fuck, right? So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's not a good start to my day. How can I eliminate that? So, you know, creating self-awareness, knowing what's going on. So let me ask you this, because I'm sure people will need this tip too. Did did that build like an anxiety at the beginning? Because I know a lot of people will be like not touching their phone. They go for that walk. Oh man, like who's texting me? Like where was I? Oh, I I left the um, the other day. um, The uh, the uh, the iPod, the iPod, uh, the iTouch died. Okay. So I plugged in my phone to play the music at the gym, right? Mm -hmm. And then I had to go run errands, probably for like an hour and a half. I had to do a bunch of stuff, go to the bank, right? And um, I'm driving off and I'm like, man, where's my phone? Right. So Dude, automatically it's like, it's like this anxiety yeah. attack. Right. And now the thing is, I'm like, I can't go back. This playing the music right. like I, 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 I'm, I'm on the timeline. So but the thing is, five minutes afterwards, it, it, it I was like, oh, this kind of feels yeah, good. Right. You got to learn to build like break through that. Exactly. Like, short it's time like period, almost yeah. like this pattern interrupt. So I've, I've noticed notice like every every single thing. It's almost like sometimes things will happen. And it works out for you. Yeah. And you go like, wow, I really like this. You got to reverse engineer it. Yeah. Right? So you got you to look at stuff. And that's why I think it's so powerful looking at other people's lives and seeing what works. And maybe you don't take everything. You know, that's why I like the, you know, I love to, I don't know if you read the Tools of Titans from Tim Ferriss, which is like all the, basically all the podcasts he's had. And he breaks it down into these very, uh, like the resources, you know, that they use, the steps, the quotes. The, like it's Because it's almost like a little journal of like what works. Yeah. And so I go through it, you know, and, and and I go like, oh, okay, this is what this guy did that's really successful. Let's reverse engine and, re- and reverse engineered it. Right. And maybe it works for you and if it doesn't. But you got to also look into your own life. If you've had a great day, like sometimes, you know how like you'll do something? Yeah. And you go like, man, that was fucking awesome. Why? Right? Yeah. And, and yeah. look back and go like, why was today awesome? Right. The, right. Reverse engineer it and be like, oh, shit, I woke up. 
I didn't look at my phone. Yeah. Repeat and then that. I went for a walk and then I did this. Wow. This is different than what I usually do. Like if you, be, if you just become self-aware of those things, man, like that, that in itself is just such a humongous piece of the puzzle. Right. Because or we're going like, Hmm, I noticed that like every time I talk to this person at work, they piss me off and then I get a donut. Right. Like, right. You know what I mean, like reverse yeah. engineer. Okay. How can I do one? Which thing can I change? Can I eliminate talking to them? If that's not an option, because sometimes it's not, maybe when I get pissed off, I go around the block for a walk. Yeah. Like walks for me have been great releasers of stress because uh, it just, I walk and I think, and I'm like, essentially what it becomes is like, you know, I do this, you've seen me walk out of the gym, like yeah. instantly, suddenly I do it often. And usually it's like something's pissed me off. Yeah. I don't want to be around people and create negative emotions. It's like a shift move. Yep. I just yep. shift out. Yep. I walk the block. I have a little circle. And then, and the thing is when I come back, if I'm still pissed, you know, I'll, I'll make whatever decision I need to make. But 95% of the time I come back and I'm like, okay, cool. Let me look at it from a different light. Right? So would you say that like uh, doing that, like building self-awareness with that, like something pissed you off, something got you angry and you went and took a walk, breathed, did that thing. And you understand you can relate that to calming yourself down. Is that like a habit or a skill that can carry over into diet since that's what this Absolutely, podcast was supposed to be man. about? Because I think that's like huge. So maybe you struggle doing these type of things with your diet or like okay, so removing things in your so house. remember earlier how I said, the, 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 uh, you know, when you start feeling hungry, right? right. You have this, this uh, trigger for food, like set the timer for five minutes. Yeah. You could, do, you know, for me, essentially, yeah, for like what, what I'm doing is I'm going for a walk. That's my five minute timer. Yeah. And it takes me about eight. Before that, that, you respond to the email correct, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then the awareness creates. So for instance, if you know, like, look, you know, we talked about the halt strategy, right? If you know that you eat when you're lonely, right? How, how do you replace that? You know, call a friend, you know, call a friend, go for a walk, call a friend, go do yoga, go. And there's so many different things that you can do. Yeah. But same thing, if, if like, if you're angry and anger makes you, you know, eat, like how can you, can you do a shift move? You know, we've, we've talked about shift moves before. Can you go do five, you know, five burpees and yell, you know, maybe you can't do it at your work. Okay. But then there's other things like, yeah. how can you start first there's self-awareness and then there's, how do I replace, you know, uh, the, the, the action that I take based on, um, I would say the, the feeling and emotion I have, right? So it, it's in, in, in triggers, you call it like there's, there's a trigger, right? And then there's a behavior. But in between, if we create awareness, right? Then we have a choice. Yeah. See, the thing is, if there's no awareness, there's no choice because it's just a pattern. Like I get angry, I eat food, right? You don't, it's, it's there. There's, there's, there's a, mo there's a skill set to build in the, uh, I would say the awareness to make a choice, right? You go like, hey, I know what's happening right now. I'm pissed off. All I want to go do is eat a donut. But instead of that, I'm going to go downstairs and get this greens juice. Yeah. Instead of that, I'm going to go for a five minute walk. And then if I'm still on a donut, I'll eat it. Right. Yeah. Not because, and, and it's like, and you have the power, but you, you had a moment where you created awareness and then you created choice. And the thing is, this is a never ending thing in life yeah. because as you continue to build skill sets, there's always new triggers, right? And triggers, you know, can be, like I said, get triggered, drink a glass of wine. Then it becomes a habit and a yeah. ritual and behavior and, and belief, whatever, right? And it's the same thing for a lot of food. And this is, you know, this is why I, I, I love having these conversations that we get on here because this is real shit. Like yeah. this is this is how you change stuff in real life. Uh, you know how much? You know how long could we be stand? You know, sitting on here doing these podcasts, going like, okay, Cody, scenario number three. You know, like this guy's, you know, forty-two protein, right. uh, thirty-eight carbs. Da, 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 you know, like and, and it's like. Dude, like that's not life. That's yeah. not that's not real. And, yeah. and, and th those strategies do come into play in certain parts 
uh, with certain people at certain times. We're not saying that they don't. We're just saying that like like level one limiting factors. I'm actually going to read them all out. Like too many processed foods, not enough uh, nutritious whole whole minimally processed foods, not uh, getting the basic nutrient needs. So the the macro and micronutrients, the phytonutrients, uh, dehydration. So poor beverage choices, eating too quickly or or not mindfully enough, uh, trouble recognizing hunger and, 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 and cues, uh, using mood to manage feelings and emotional eating, right? Disordered eating, not, not again enough physical activity, one that we didn't touch on, but I think that one's like been covered so much is like overtraining, right? Just doing too much and being stressed out and, and crashed out. Like then recovery, we talked about sleep a lot, you know, but another one is managing stress and, and, and that'll be probably another podcast in itself. Uh, mindset and psychology, psychology issues, food and cooking skills, Right. And you know what? Before we fin- we're going to finish off on this one. But like because it's like I didn't bring this one up. But if you don't have cooking skills, then everything else kind of falls. Like if you're like, hey, create a meal. I don't know how to. Yeah. Right. Or like, hey, eat these foods. And it's like you don't know how to read labels. You know, then it becomes a problem because it's like you don't have the skill set. Right. And at the beginning, like you can do something like, uh, you know, we're just partnering right now for the new gym uh, with a food, you know, food delivery company that, you know, all locally sourced, organic, stuff like that, um, which that's an option, right? It's like, yeah. hey, take away the, the trigger, get a food you like, just get it delivered. But over time, like you want to be able to build some competence creating meals. And at first, even if it's just a couple meals, and we started with this, right? Yeah. Like have a couple go-to meals that you love, that you, that you make. And look, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a chef, right? I can cook pretty decent, but like I have like two or three go-to meals. Yeah. And, that's, and it's like, yeah, and I like them and too. I love them. And you go with it, but like you want to keep building skill sets. So you want to be able to go to the store and know, Hey, these are, these are quality foods that are going to help me get to where I want to go. Uh, you know, I know how to read labels, you know, I know how to, uh, uh, like put it this way. At least I know what's going to take me to where I want to go and be filling in what I like, but without those skill sets, like that's important stuff to learn. Right. And that's, that goes, I mean, if everything goes back to self-awareness, but that's the biggest reason I have people track. I can't like, I have so many people using my fitness pal who do not have set macros and it's literally just to build awareness and see what they're eating because like you can go on recipes.com or some healthy recipe blog and you can get like a a healthy chicken salad or something and then you look at how to make the dressing and there's like sugar and like like the calories are just through the roof but it's healthy quote unquote so I think it's important to track and learn those things. And then on top of that, like what I started noticing is like, okay, I see this recipe and now that I've built awareness, people will start recognizing what is healthier substitutions. So they can take that that healthy recipe that's actually not that great for them and then they can make quick uh, changes to learn how to do it themselves in, a, in an easier fashion, right? And yep. that is super powerful because then you enjoy it and then you get creative. And, and half the time cooking is a lot more fun than you realize. Like Absolutely, I, yeah. I stayed out of the kitchen for a long time, but then once you get in there and start doing stuff, you're like, damn, this is kind of nice. Like, I actually like kind of making my own twist with it, making my own sauce, doing whatever to, to kind of make it. We're scared meal. of it. Be like, it's like scared of the unknown, right? Like yeah. if I, if I'm not good at something, I'm like, Oh, well I'm not going to like cooking. Yeah. But if you, if you go in an environment where like you learn to cook something cool, like you're going to, from there, you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of like where in, in, and like I said, I, I like to also ask you and, or, or share my own story because I'm not, you know, uh, I, I would say like, Hey, my nutrition is crazy. I'm just a human being that like, you know, I, I work like crazy. I have all these different triggers. Like I have to work on these things too. And certain things are harder than others. Right. And, and, and so have you. And like I said, you know, that's why we talked about, uh, you know, you being overweight as a kid and like how you went from that to losing a lot of weight, but not having a lot of muscle. And then, you know, yeah. this whole journey. Right. And like I was a skinny kid 
that, you know, that had to like really build muscle to be able to stick with the kids in basketball. And, and it, I mean, we all have our own struggles and, and it's important to share these struggles, you know, and, and uh, like, like what, what they do in our lives, because yeah, it may be different, but the foundational things are the same yeah. triggers, you know, emotional stuff like all this, you know? So with that said, uh, man, I think we, we covered quite a bit today. I know that was uh, and we always say like, Hey, we're going to keep it to 45 minutes. Nah, it's just, it's just going to keep Ain't going. Happen. <laughs> but you know, hopefully, like I said, we're any resources that, that I mentioned, I'm going to put it, um, in the resources section in the links. Uh, but thank you, Cody again, man, for, for coming by. Like, you Absolutely. know, we, we love doing these ones, uh, where, where we share a lot of, uh, I would say actionable, uh, information and perspectives. And, uh, hopefully even if you take look that from any one of these Vigor Live podcasts that we're doing, take something like take one thing, you know, if you're taking notes, like circle one thing, forget about the rest and implement it. And the thing is, and if you do that, and you and you work on getting more doing a little more a little better with that one thing that you pick to do man you're you're improving you know and just for you being here and listening to this uh you're already ahead of the game uh but like i said don't you know we, we went all over a lot of stuff like look a lot of stuff we covered we both got to work on that for like the next i don't know how many years <laughs> so don't don't take this as you know as i'm as i'm speaking about it in my mind i'm going like shit i don't do enough of that you know yeah. uh so you know with that said look take one thing that like really stood out at you and start working on it and uh and you know that will move you forward and that's all you can do is become a little better and become a little more self-aware and take action on it and that is going to change your life uh with that said hey look if you love the podcast please go to itunes leave a review uh we do pick you know uh, uh people to send out some goodies and we're gonna have a lot of goodies to send out from from on supplements to uh some athletic greens to some vigor gear and, uh, you know, so please do that. If, uh, you know, subscribe on YouTube, if you like watching us, like I'm, we'll talk with our hands, at least for me. Um, and we will see you the next time. Always shoot your questions to Luca, L-U-K-A at host of our So my last name, H-O-C-E-V-A-R performance.com. And, uh, we will get to them in, in some future podcasts. So thank you again, bro. Absolutely. Peace out. Deuces.